Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Creative Source with Andy Osho. This is the podcast about creativity for the creative in you. And listen, it doesn't matter where you are on that journey. If you're just starting out, if you're coming back to the arts, look, this could be a hobby. This could be your life. Doesn't matter. This is a conversation for you. As always, big shout out to my Patreon patrons. Thank you. Thank you. And also to everyone who has dropped a few coin into the ACAST tip jar. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, this goes to keeping the show going. Basically, it pays for all the things that are related to putting a podcast together. Now, as I've said many times before, it's not uh, expensive to put on a podcast, but it's not free. So everything that you guys have contributed has made a really big difference. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So last week we talked about creative comparison, comparing yourself to your peers creatively and what that really means. So so we talked about the different types of comparison. We talked about the pitfalls and the benefits of that. And we also, I hope, um, got to a place where we could have a new relationship with it. And at the end of that, I said that we would talk about career envy and jealousy this week. So let's go there. And just a reminder, if you want to support the show on Acast, this uh, allows you to make a one-off contribution as opposed to Patreon, which is an ongoing commitment. Um, But if you want to make a one-off contribution, then head over to Acast. There is a link in the show notes that takes you to exactly the page you need to be on. Make it super easy and you can make a one-off contribution to help support this show. So first of all, let's talk about envy and jealousy because I've, I've referenced 
referenced it a few times over the course of the these two seasons of podcast and never bothered to look up what it actually means because I I always um I never know. So um there's a listener comment from uh, Charlie Baker comedian Charlie love Charlie haven't seen him for a really long time but um he says I found it very helpful to learn the difference between jealousy and envy. Jealousy is only negative Whereas envy, I think is fine. In some cases, good. Envy can be used as a positive tool to kick your own ass. He says ass like a a double S. I'm not just putting on an accent. Um, So yes, Charlie's right. So basically, jealousy is where you kind of guard your stuff. You have a negative um, response to something based on feeling a threat to your stuff, your rights, your your territory, your partner. That's that's why, you know, jealousy is associated with um, relationships because you're you having this ah, sort of guarding instinct around your stuff or things that you deem to be your stuff. Whereas envy is is being covetous, wanting what somebody else has. So I, I always thought the difference was that um, jealousy was that you, one was that you wanted something that somebody else had and you didn't want them to have it. And envy was that you wanted it as well, which I think is a really great definition, but it turns out it's wrong. <laughs> so envy is where you want somebody else. So what we're really, I suppose where I want to start this conversation is talking about career envy. Because I think for the most part, a lot of people experience career envy, but career jealousy, that's another energy. So let's start with envy because Charlie says in his comment, envy, I think is fine. In some cases, good because um, it, it can be used as a positive tool to kick your own ass. And when I was looking up definitions of envy, I just felt like there's almost something pure about it (laughs) in a way, maybe by comparison to jealousy, but there's almost something quite sweet about it. It's just like, oh, I would like that as well, please. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, But anyway, before um, I get into um, talking about career envy, here is a a listener's comment. And um, I don't know if you guys remember, but in one of the episodes of Ways Back, I was talking about how if you are on Patreon, you can not just um, have your listener comment included in the show. You can read it yourself or say it yourself and be part of the show. So here is the first one of those. This is Basti talking about career jealousy. Andy, it's Basti. Um, speaking to you on the subject of professional jealousy, um, I don't really get professionally jealous about my actual job, which is as an editor. Um, I was thinking about this. I think it's because editing, you're always dealing with somebody else's base material. It doesn't matter what kind of genre you're working in. Someone else has come up with a show. They've come up with a commercial idea. They've come up with a film, um, a comedy, whatever. You are merely you're using your skills to try and enhance their creative vision. So it's not my creative vision, is what I'm saying. Um, The people I get professionally jealous of are filmmakers who are doing things that I would love to be able to do. Um, And immediately springs to mind nearly all the work of Steven Soderbergh, um, another Steven, Stephen Frears, all of his films. Um, These people make films that make me feel something, that make me yearn to, to, to make that kind of... Um, that kind of experience for people. Um, Damien Chazelle, um, Malcolm, uh, Martin McDonough. I mean, I would probably give one of my kidneys to have made in Bruges, one of my absolute favourite films. So, so I get jealous in that sense. 
Um, I don't get I don't get the sense that people are jealous of me, but they might be. I mean, I make television that goes on at prime time, and um, a lot of it's reality, a lot of it's dating shows, but it's bloody good fun, and people do love it. So people might be jealous of me, but I'm really not aware of it. Anyway, there you go. So uh, that was Basti. And yeah, he um, he edits things like Love Island and Towie and things like that. And so I, it's possible that somebody who has a, an aspiration to make that sort of television would be jealous. Um, well, actually, as we have just realised, what we're talking about is envy. So Basti's saying in his line of work, he doesn't experience career um, envy. However, he is envious of people that have created really powerful work or work that is, is resonates strongly with him. But similar to what I was saying in the previous episode about comparison is that the things that we're envious of are so personal to us. Like, He lists a load of directors that I'm just like, yeah, cool. But if I was to list a load of directors that I'd be envious of, there would be, it would be a different list. Like my list would probably have like James Cameron on it because uh, Terminator 2 uh, and Terminator and uh, probably the Wachowskis because The Matrix, what? And uh, Ryan Coogler, a Black Panther. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so it's so subjective what it is we're envious of. And it's based on who we are and what we've been through and what we've seen and what we desire. And interestingly, what I realised about envy, this very pure, sweet (laughs) emotion that the Bible tells us not to do, um, but it is that another way of looking at it is desire. It is an expression of desire. I would like that thing. And I think that's why it doesn't seem as um, nasty and, and gnarled as, a, uh, as jealousy, because it, it is really just an expression of I would like, this is what I would like. And I've seen it exemplified in that person. Because we're not saying I don't want that person to have those things. You're saying I want them too. And I, I've been sort of pondering on why we have desire, because why on earth would we have this experience of just wanting something we don't have? And my thought is, and I'm not sure if I've shared this in um, any episodes yet, um, but if not, here we go, exclusive. But my thought about it is um, that I wonder if desire has been put in our hearts by the universe because it wants us to journey and that it actually isn't concerned about what it is we desire. It just wants us to move. It just wants us to be in motion because the universe has forward momentum. And the universe wants to know itself uh, and it wants to know itself through us because we are essentially an expression of the universe. We're consciousness, emotion, you know, uh, just just that little thing. And so to be able to um, experience itself, it needs to move forward. And the way to move human being forward is to give us desire. Desire seems to be the thing that motivates um, human more than anything else. It seems to underpin so much of what we do, search to satisfy a desire. And then have you noticed as soon as you do, another little desire creeps up because it's this ever sort of regenerating experience of, okay, all right, now I've got that sort of nailed down in my career. I've got my, my, my TV debut down. Now I want to get a series regular. Now I want to be a series regular in a, in a, in a, I don't know, 
in an American show. Now I want to be in a movie. Now I want to work with, um, I don't know, Ryan Coogler. And the desire and the desire and the desire keeps coming. So maybe that's why we have desire. So maybe that's what envy is really about, is desire in our heart. And the desire in our heart is just to get us to move. And the movement is because the universe wants to experience itself. And the universe has to be in motion. It's constantly, you know, it's constantly expanding, isn't it? And it expands through our consciousness as well as physically across time and space. Or we could just be envious. <laughs> it's a bit sort of like out there. But listen, um, this is what this podcast is about, right? So let's get more practical. Like what are some of the benefits of, of envy? Well, like I say, it gets you to move. Listen, whether you subscribe to what I just said or not, it gets you off your ass, doesn't it? Because it motivates you rather rather like what we were saying about comparison. And they do go hand in hand, which is why I think these two episodes go hand in hand. It motivates you, gets you to move. It gives you a goal or an idea of what's possible. Sometimes seeing something allows you to believe that it's possible for you. This is why people talk so often about representation matters, because when you, when as young children see themselves represented in a certain way, that makes it possible for them. This is why Black Panther was such a pivotal and important piece of cinema is because young black kids were seeing themselves represented as superheroes in a way that, that until that point they hadn't really. Yeah, there were the f- a few odd ones. Anthony Mackie plays, uh, I can't remember the name of his character, but anyways, he's, you know, there's a, there's a few here and there, but there wasn't any, any, uh, black lightning, but there wasn't a huge, there wasn't a whole movie basically of black superheroes. And now there is, and now there will be more. So, um, it gives you goals, things to aim for. So those, those are some of the benefits and I'm sure there are, there are many others. There are pitfalls as well though, guys. And one of them is that it can make you mean spirited. Um, I certainly, uh, have had some mean thoughts about other creatives and, and sometimes articulated them as, oh, you know, I'm just making a creative observation. I'm just noticing that their, their, their weakness in this particular area or that that particular project that they put together, it wasn't that good. Whatever, whatever, whatever. And when I check myself, I realize that actually I wanted what they had. And it wasn't anything. Yes, I might, I might be right about wh- whether creatively it was as strong as it could have been. But what was really driving even saying in the first place was that I, w- I was envious. I wanted that opportunity. And again, as I mentioned in the, co- in the comparison episode, I was usually doing it with people close to me trying to drag them back down to my level or something, back down to this lowly place that I think I'm at of not achieving when they are. And so whenever I start to have a thought like that, I check myself now is like, is that real? Did you really not think it was all that? Or are you just being a (laughs) douchebag? An envious douchebag, basically. (laughs) Catch yourself. Catch yourself. It is one of the most powerful things you can do. More pitfalls. Well, it, rather like the comparison, envy can uh, create depression and, and deflate you because you might have the sense of like, I'm never going to get anywhere. I'm never going to get those things. I want them. But how on earth am I going to get them? 
Um, and it can feed a story that you have about yourself. So if you have this inner narrative of like, I'm not good enough or I'm never going to achieve or those things only happen to those people, they never happen to me. Well, guess what? You know, be careful what you wish for, because you get to maintain that inner narrative Um you, you know, the envy can help to maintain that inner narrative. So we have to be really, as much as there's real benefits of it and it does get our soul to move and it does get us in action, we have to be mindful of 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 the negative impact it can have on our being as well. Have a healthy relationship with one's envy. And one of the healthiest things that we can do in relation to uh, an experience of envy is to declare it. Oh my God, it seems so counterintuitive, but I'm telling you, there is power in saying, gosh, I would so love to have that opportunity to the person or to peers or whoever, just say it. Gosh, I'm so envious of you. That seems amazing. How was it? Tell me about the whole experience. Was it brilliant? I'm not lying. Listen, I've put this into practice. I'm walking the talk here. It's such a relief, especially if you're with the person that's had the experience that you're envious of. It's it's such a relief to be able to say to them, my God, I'm so envious of that. That must have been an amazing experience. Please tell me everything so that I can live it through you. (laughs) It's so nice. Rather than keeping it to yourself and then going and hate watching it or hate experiencing it, whatever, you know, creatively it was, hate reading it and just going, it wasn't all that. Oh my God, it feels so much better to enjoy because then they get to share the joy of it and not have to be faux modest because you are just, you're their hype man just saying it's amazing. And I want to hear all about it and I want to live the amazingness of it through you. I've met a few people who say, I don't, I don't get jealous. I don't get envious. I just say, well done to the person and blah, blah, blah. And look, I'm not saying they're not telling the truth that they don't feel it, but I'm suspicious because we all desire. Desire is so human. Desire is human in the same way that comparison is, in the same way that envy is. And so why pretend that it's not there? Be responsible in how it's expressed and it, you you can release that energy. Hello, I'm Jason Manford and you're listening to Creative Source with Andy Osher. So just a few final thoughts on envy, right? Is um, that someone else's success doesn't mean anything about yours. And I'll say that again, someone else's success doesn't mean anything about yours. And you know, you can hear that and go, well, obviously it doesn't because they're doing the, but there's a part of us that does make that illogical um, kind of line. I know I do it sometimes that someone else's win is my loss. And I'm not doing it on a conscious level. I'm not thinking, hmm, so-and-so got that opportunity. Therefore, that means I didn't. And therefore I'm losing out. No, it happens in an instant. So many things in our mind happen like that. They happen so automatically that we don't see that there is a process, that there is a there, there is a way of intervening in that. We just accept it because the mind so often acts like, hey, look, I'm just reporting the facts. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like your, your, your mind so often is just like that bloke down the pub who heard a thing once and is going around saying it like it's facts and it's not. 
So it's really important to constantly be questioning and challenging assumptions that we make mentally. And one of them, one of mine is that somebody else's success means my loss. And I say it again, because maybe some of you guys think the same way is that, oh, oh everyone's winning, which means I'm losing. But that the thought happens just like that without any kind of um, challenge to it. And also there's nothing that says that our paths, even if we're in the same industry, should be traveled at the same pace. This is an, an, another assumption that we make about journeying as a creative, that if I started a year ago and you started a year ago, that we should a year on be in the same place. And that if you're further ahead or I'm further ahead, someone's doing something wrong. That, that there's a sort of an underlying assumption of that. And you hear sometimes where people say, oh, I've been in this business for 10 years. How come da, 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 da? How come they're getting a da, da, da? I mean, I was the person in stand-up for sure when I circumnavigated a whole bunch of like stuff to and, and got opportunities very quickly. But that's not necessarily because I'm great. It's because of a number of factors. And I didn't have to do the entire like travelling around the country, gigging in like all, all kinds of like little towns and stuff like that. I got opportunities quite quickly. So so people could have looked at me and said and thought those same things. But there's no rules there's no rules to say that everyone has to take the same journey. Everyone finds their own way in. Like if you're talking about stand up, people come at it from so many different disciplines, find their way in and suddenly find themselves or comedy, should I say, they, they find themselves coming from all kinds of different um, uh, avenues, which also mean that they don't do the live circuit or also means that they don't I don't know, do solo shows or also means that they don't do Edinburgh, but it doesn't invalidate them as a comedian. And there's nothing to say that they should have trod the same path as someone who's taking a little bit longer on the journey. And equally, it doesn't invalidate the length of the journey that someone's taken to get somewhere. That's the journey that you had to take. You know, there's several comedians who, after many years on the circuit, found success. Mickey Flanagan being one of them. I think he like had a 15 year career as a live stand up getting beyond brilliant on the live circuit as well, may I say, before TV really came a knocking. And it's bizarre now like to think of a world without Mickey Flanagan on your TV. But at that time, uh, you know, back in the day, for some reason, he was this like little well-kept secret. Uh, on the on the stand up circuit. But anywho, point is, there's nothing to say that one's path should take any particular amount of time or that just because you're in the same industry as somebody that your journey should take the same amount of time. We're all facing different obstacles and opportunities. We're all experiencing a different path. So even though we may be in the same industry, the things that we've had to navigate around, through, over, have been different. And so of course the journey is going to look different. And of course it's going to take a different amount of time. So both of those things mean, how can you compare? It's so redundant as to be comical, but we do still. And also at the end of the day, even though we're on the same path, even though we may have the same goals as somebody else, it doesn't mean that we're destined for the same destination. You know, we may be destined for different things and no matter what our will says, it may not be where we're headed. 
And that's sometimes hard to swallow. For example, somebody that starts out really says that they really want to be a stand up, doesn't work out, isn't working out, isn't working out. And it may be that really what's in their future is writing. And the longer they stay on this path of stand up, beating themselves up, why isn't it working out for me? The further away their real destination gets of being a writer. Or, you know, insert whatever, um, you know, discipline or creative area that, you know, applies to where you are. And it is hard to accept that, oh, maybe what I've chosen isn't where I'm supposed to be. Maybe the universe wanted me to experience being a painter so that I could move into pottery. And then I've got the skills to be able to decorate my beautiful ceramics. But the point was, I was never going to be that type of artist. My artistry wanted to express itself in a different way. Equally, over time, you can just decide you don't, you know what I mean? You want to do something else. It's like, oh, I tried this. I'm not into it. And so where's the value in comparison when we started from different places, we traveled different roads and we're, we're not necessarily destined for the same endpoint. It seems absurd to compare and be envious in that respect. And also one other thing to say about comparison and envy and jealousy, which I'm going to come on to, is that it means your attention is that is on them and what you don't have. And it's taking energy from your own craft and your own career. All right, guys. So I've just realized I'm going to wrap it up there because otherwise this episode is going to go long and I really want to make sure that I cover this properly. So that's going to be the episode on envy. And the next episode is going to be about jealousy. So in the meantime, I just want to say a big thank you to Basti for the uh, listener comment and also to um, Charlie Baker, who helped us to um, define envy and jealousy or the difference between them. Um, And also thank you to uh, Martin Lumsden for the post-production and the Stobart for the marketing Clydesdale music for the uh, theme tune. And of course, as always, to you guys for listening in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Next week, we're going to be talking about jealousy. But until then, keep creating and living in gratitude. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Creative Source. 
If you're looking for more support with your creative journey, I'm offering one-to-one online mentoring. Perhaps you want to launch a project but don't know where to start. Maybe you've got stuck around a certain issue, need some advice, or just want to bounce ideas around. Whatever it is, I'm here. Just hit the Patreon link in the show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash creative source with Andy Osho to find out more. Thank you.